Easter greetings to you all this morning. Very happy to be here today in the tabernacle on this great memorial time of the Easter. The Lord has given us a beautiful day for this worship and we're here this morning in celebration of the greatest event that ever happened in the world, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. He was great in his death. But man can die. But there never was a man who could raise from the dead but him. Amen. And there's where our hope slays this morning in the resurrection of our Lord. As I was coming in this morning, walking up through the aisle, I stopped a few moments back there to look. Looked around over the audience. And I thought, out early this morning are the people under expectations to come out and hear the words read and a hymn sang and it's a commemoration of one who holds our lives in his hand today. I thought of the faces that I used to see on the early mornings years ago. They lay in these cemeteries around here waiting the event of their resurrection. Thinking of that, what brings us to this thought that today we are here. We don't know just what time we'll be taken into the place of, of where they lay this morning. And then... That in view, what type of a people should we be and how should we approach this resurrection of today? In the book of, of Job, in the 10th, 19th chapter and the 25th verse, these few words, I know my Redeemer liveth, was Job's uh, prophecy and his words after he had seen this day that we're worshiping today, worshiping in the resurrection. I, crossing around over parts of the world and seeing different forms of religion and the different phases of worships, it would take a, a time at length to go to, to try to explain the different phenomenals of religions of this world. But today, knowing that we have before us a great day, and we've gathered here this morning just for this early morning worship for a few moments, we will return then to our homes and be back for what we trust today, a healing service. Amen. Uh, we've never had it but about twice or three times since we've been uh, been on the in the services because usually coming to the tabernacle and around our home people here, the anointing of the Holy Spirit seems like it just doesn't come right here because it's home. Once it was and down at the Jeffersonville High School, and then it was once here at the Tabernacle. And ever since I woke up this morning, I seemingly come in a little late, but that was for a purpose. I was awake this morning way before day and waiting. And I just believe that we're facing a great service today in the healing service. And... The boys, we're going to give them the cards now, and they'll give them out this morning at 9 o'clock for the healing services coming on. And I believe the Lord is going to give us a great time. So we'll worship Him in prayer and in song and the speaking of the Word, and then try to be away today, this morning at 7, if possible, so every person can come back and have adequate time to make ready for the service. The prayer cards will be given out just at nine so that it won't interfere with the rest of the services. And then tonight, of course, is the baptismal services also. We wish you all to attend these. The strangers in our gates and so forth. We're so happy to have you this morning see this sunrise service and the tabernacle filled up. Now, on the different uh, thoughts now today of religious worship in many places they worship the ancestors that's gone on. For instance, if we go to China this morning and speak the word of God or Japan, they will wonder what God you were speaking of because every person that dies is a God as soon as he dies. And if we go to 
uh, wor- the Buddha worshipers or the different, the Mohammedans, they don't believe that Christ rose from the dead. They do not believe that he even died. They say he got on a horse and rode off and went to heaven. But today we really have the truth and the light of life. <coughs> Uh, there's no doubt in my mind today as a, a gospel preacher of Christianity, I have no doubt at all in my mind, not one shadow of doubt, but what we positive have the sealed truth. Amen. Other religions may be all right, but we have the truth. If we notice today that Watch the seasons. Surely the great God of heaven who made all the heavens and earth. made If you can see the way his mind was running, how he has the fall of the year, the death, then the spring of the year, the resurrection. In order you have to die in order to have resurrection. It's through death that always brings life. You only live through death. Did you ever stop to think that? That the human race lives through death. Something has to die so you can live. Food, plant life, animal life, all dies. And through that death, we uh, eat the food. And the food that we eat, the dead substance of something else, produces the life cells of blood that comes into our bodies. Amen. So we only live and grow and breathe and eat by life and now and by death. And we have to have death in order to produce life then. Now, this message that was read to us this morning, we would call it the Great Commission. For it was the last commission our Lord gave His disciples to go into all the world and to preach this glorious good tidings of the resurrection to all the world for a witness, and then he would return. And its signs and wonders would accompany this message that was to be preached. And today, in the countries we find even under Christian religion, that we find the people in America, many of them, with all good and due respects to it, we're trying to find great churches and cathedrals and great programs and so forth. To On Easter today, the great churches and crosses are polished for this great service of Easter. And today, literally tens of thousands and millions of dollars will be spent for Easter flowers and so forth to go on the altars to decorate these great churches and cathedrals we have today. And in Rome, the head of the Catholic Church, in there, they, in that great morgue, St. Peter's, or the dead people are buried, they love to say in the Catholic Church that we have it because we have the body here of St. Peter laying here. We have the body of different apostles and disciples and great men who's died and are, their bodies are buried here. And they look upon that as if that was some great um, a vindication to their phase of religion that they have God. But it's always been my contention, friends, that those things means nothing. Amen. It isn't any man can die and lay in the ground, but what rose from that Amen. is what we Amen. worship today. A living, resurrected, ascended Lord Jesus who lives today. Many people can die. Last Friday, people crawled on their knees up the steps of the Vatican and many people went in and celebrated the death, which was the, a great and tragedious thing that happened to Christ. But he had to do that in order to prove that he was Christ. Amen. But today is the day, the resurrection. Amen. This sealed it forever. Now, He is not dead. He's alive today, living in every heart and every person. 
Man of old, as he looked forward to this day, the old patriarchs back in the Bible, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Job, many of the old patriarchs looked forward to the time that Christ would raise from the dead. I think of Job, the one we were reading of a few moments ago, looked forward to this morning when he was old, stricken in age, and his flesh was simply falling from his body from sores. His heart was broken in grief and every mortal part of his being was withering away. And a great man like that who made a great impression to the world at his day and to see that all that is he was and the greatness, he said he would go to the cities of the east and the princes would bow before him on account of his wisdom. But here he was at his wit's end. Everything was gone seemingly. His body was gone. His property was gone. His children was gone. All that he had was gone. And then God in his mercy come down to Job and he give him another sense that he could open his eyes and see the day that when there would be a body he would receive. He knew that there was coming one, a just one who would stand in his place, who would raise up the body of the dead and would... He said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. I like those positive words that he's spoken in. Not, I hope so. I have a feeling there will be. That's about the attitude of many today. I have a hope that someday. But Job had more than that. He said, I know my Redeemer liveth. The positive side of it. No more in the negative. It's all positive. And if today if we only have a cross on top of the church to show which that's all right, that Christ, we believe in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. If we only have a few dead bodies of dust laying under the churches, some of the saintly people were buried in, that that, we only have that as a hope, then we're among all people most miserable. But today, how thankful we are. We don't have the dead bodies, but we have the resurrected spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ that He rose from the dead triumph. It's not no more I guess so. You could look at a cross and guess so. You could look at a body laying in the ground and say, I guess so and I hope so. But when the vision that struck Job has ever become a reality, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus by the Holy Spirit in the heart, then you've got, I know my Redeemer liveth. All the shadows has faded away. All the old darkness of hope so and maybe so and we trust it'll be that way. It's all faded away to everybody that has ever made their heart a sepulcher to the Lord Jesus Christ. Die with Him, buried with Him, and risen with Him. Raised with Christ in the resurrection. This new hope that God has placed into our hearts today. This new assurance. It's a hope to those who are looking forward to the time. But when a man or woman has ever been resurrected anew, it's a no-so. Now I know my Redeemer liveth. Why? He lives within my heart. Isn't it marvelous today that all shadows has passed away? All the, well, I hope that I'll come in the resurrection. No more hope. We have the assurance. That's all. We know it. No more hope so because something happened in our lives that took all shadows away. When Christ the resurrected one came to our sinful uh, conditions that we were in, 
And the old things died out in the crucifixion with Him at the altar and we rose anew again with Him and lived with Him and reigned with Him and seated now in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are already raised with Him. The resurrection's already passed as far as we are concerned because we are now risen with Christ. Amen. Seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. No more guessing about it. It's all over. Amen. I just love that. No more hopes. No more wishing. No more all. It's over. We are now risen with Him. Setting in heavenly places. And now in and above this to the church you say that brother... Branham, what does it mean then that we should preach the gospel? Now, that's our next hope. That's our next thing. After we're risen with Him, we have the great commission to go into all the world and bring these tidings to the others. What a beautiful morning when Mary Magdalena, Mary the mother, came to the tomb that early morning wondering who would roll away the stone from the grave. Who would be able to take the stone away? They went on forward by faith believing. And as the morning began to break, the robins and all quit their hollering. And first thing, the morning star lit the way and like a great meter sailed across the earth and hung over the grave where he was at. And an angel stood there and rolled away the stone. And he rose up from the grave triumphant over death, hell, and the grave. And said, Lo, I am with thee always, even to the end of the world. And today He lives supremely in our lives. And there's no more guessing about it. I think Easter is one of the greatest times that there ever was a time that full gospel, Pentecostal, born again, regenerated people ought to be shouting the praises of God. It's on an Easter morning when they know that that's a memorial of what's happened to them. Once dead and sin and trespasses, now raised, seated in Christ in heavenly places, knowing our Redeemer lives. David the prophet of old said, While my flesh shall rest in hope, because he'll not suffer his Holy One to see corruption, Neither will he leave his soul in hell. Speaking of the resurrection, that God would raise up Christ according to the Scriptures. And we risen with Him today are positionally seated with Him and now ready for the rapture to come. Waiting for that great time. Our flesh shall rest in hope. We know it. There's not a bit of doubt in my mind today. There's not a bit of doubt in any person's mind in here who's ever been born again, but what they'll be there just as sure as there's a heaven above. You've got to be every promise is right to it. That's all. Just be resurrected with Him and then you'll live with Him, love Him, seated together in heavenly places waiting for that great time. Now, the Great Commission was to go in after He had rose from the dead then he, the Great Commission was to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature was to hear the gospel. That's the commission this morning of the church. That every creature shall hear the gospel. Then when every creature has heard the gospel, then Jesus will return again. Amen. Did you ever stop to think this morning... As far as returning, that is, it has become visible. He's already here with us now. He, uh, we someday, now today, just imagine that His presence being here today. The Lord Jesus is in another world or another dimension. Right here today in form of spirit. His spirit is blending in with our spirit. Our eyes can't see Him because that they're physical yet, unless there would something happen that we could see vision. But 
He is here just as visible, just as real as he was the day that he spoke to Mary at the grave where he met Cleopas on his road to Emmaus. His presence is here. It can be feel with that, felt with that inner charge that's on the inside of the human body called the new birth. The soul has been magnetized unto him. And once in a while when you let your minds be concentrated on Him, believing on Him. After a while, something, a reality, you can feel something sweep over your being. That's the vindication of His resurrection. It's not a guess so. It's not a hope so. But to every person that's born again, it's a no so. It's you know it, it's right there. And when you become contact with Him, I've seen saints... Say, oh, can you, the presence of the Lord is near. You say, well, there's something, well, certainly he's right there. Right up, he's rose from the dead, he's standing right by you. Now, someday when we go to be with him, these spirits in here that can feel that spirit presses into that. That on the resurrection, when he makes himself visible, we'll be made visible and have a body like his own glorious body. For when we come from the spirit world, He'll bring us with Him. All that are dead in Christ will God bring with Him in the resurrection. Oh, what an enlightenment. What a blessed thing. Oh, if I wouldn't take this. Oh, if I could be made king over the whole earth and guaranteed to live a million years. I wouldn't take a year's Worship of the Lord and the things that I have seen in the past year and learned of God for all the riches of the world. This blessed hope after that one million years or whatever it would be, I would cease to exist. Some time ago, Brother Cox stand at the back of the building now and I were sitting on uh, the driveway, comes into the house and some crushed rock was on the road. In there was a little fossil of some sea animal or something that lived many, many years ago. I said, uh, look at this thing here. And Brother Cox said, Brother Branham, wonder how old that really is. I said, well, Brother Cox is perhaps, chronologists would say, up into the millions of years. Way back before this earth was ever inhabited by human beings and the waters that covered the earth. Those animals perhaps lived many, many, many million years ago. But I, he said, look, Brother Bram said, isn't human life so short to that life? Just think that fossil still remains after millions of years. I thought, oh, I said, Brother Cox, there will be a time when that fossil won't be no more. There won't be one shadow of it. But because He raised the dead, I'll live and you'll live forever and for countless ages. When all the fossils has faded away and all hoary time has passed away and shadows has dropped, we'll live on, live on and on forever. Because by accepting the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, we become immortal beings. Groaning in the Spirit, waiting for the time of our deliverance that we too will be with Him in His blessed presence to live forever. What a marvel. No wonder it's thrilled the hearts of the people. No wonder it's brought people to worship. No wonder that people today will crawl on their knees and touch stones and rub crosses and uh, so forth because something within them, something down in the human soul is crying out for something that they can't find. The deep calling to the deep. And if there's a deep calling, there's got to be a deep to respond to it. There just has to be. As sure as that warm sun bathes across the fields when it's blistered from the winter's cold, there's got to be that sun is put here for something down beneath there somewhere unseen to the human eye is vegetation and life that'll spring forth again. 
because that the Son was sent for that very same purpose. And just as sure as the sunlight of God bathes into the human heart, there's a little hidden something there that man can't explain. It's calling out. There's got to be somewhere. I think of that in my heart quivers for joy. To know that we have the supreme evidence today that Christ raised from the dead. Now, and I think of the times of the Old Testament too when they looked forward to the coming of the Lord Jesus, when they foresaw Him and worshipped at the very thoughts of it. That was something in them calling out a deep calling to a deep waiting for a time, looking forward to the time when Jesus would come. Now today, after He has come, now back there, Satan tried to blind the eyes of those who looked forward to it to tell them that there was no such. But somehow or another, beyond anything that we can say this morning, but as the Holy Spirit pushed on their heart and gave them a hunger and a thirst, that there was coming a just one. Job, I think, 4,000 years. 4,000 years before the coming of the Lord Jesus, Job saw the resurrection. And when he saw it by vision that it would be 4,000 years before it happened, he had the assurance that I know my Redeemer liveth. At the last days He'll stand on the earth. Though the skin worms destroys this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, Amen. whom I'll see for myself, mine eye shall behold and not another. There was a deep calling to the deep in Job. Amen. Satan might try to blot it out with death. He might say, yes, Job, you're going into the grave. Skin worms will take your body. That's right. We know that. But Job said, I'll stand at the last days with him. He had the assurance that he was going to be there. For there was something in Job that told him that. And as Satan tried his best to blight it with death and everything, Job looked forward to it, to sing it. Died in the faith, gave up the ghost, rose again on Easter morning with Christ as immortal among men today. Hallelujah. Notice, no wonder the angelic beings can sing hallelujah. No, now today, they might be some, we might rub crosses, we might rub bones of dead people. It's human hearts are calling out for something. There's something in them that seems to being human beings, they they know there's something somewhere greater than what they know anything about. And they're searching for it. Searching for it. And they're trying to find it by worshiping bones of dead people, by rubbing crosses, by building great churches. But oh, to that blessed hope today. To that blessed assurance that every man that's ever come in contact with the resurrection knows beyond any shadow of doubt that Christ has risen from the grave and we rose with Him. We are risen with Him this morning. That... See, it's not, no, it's a hunger. Every one of you coming to Christ before you receive the Holy Spirit, you hungered and thirsted, you moved, you sought, you read the Bible, you cried, you've done everything that there could be. You might have said rosaries, you might have repeated beads, you might have done all kinds of religious acts, you might have quit eating meats, you might have kept Sabbath days, you might have done all these religious things that the world speaks of today. But when one time that you ever surrendered to a crucifixion, there come a resurrection that gives you the assurance of I know my Redeemer lives today. That blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of His Spirit. Washed in His blood. That's the good news. That's the general orders. That's the great commission. That we should go into all the world and preach this gospel. Give it to the people in the power of the resurrection. Now, trusting that now our time just being about up for this little morning talk together. 
Whether to preach now in about a couple hours, to be back to preach the Easter service today. But today in this little talk, what a wonderful feeling. What a wonderful fellowship together. And I believe with all my heart that today this little old tabernacle will see the direct evidence that Jesus Christ raised from the dead. Visible before their eyes. God healing the sick and doing the great signs and wonders that the Great Commission included. The great atonement that was made at Calvary included these things. And to me, it's the infallible proofs of His resurrection. Amen. After He had raised from the dead, He said, You must go into all the world and preach this gospel to every creature. These signs shall accompany them that believe. And you can have all the cathedrals and all the rubbings and all the everything else you want. But give me the resurrected power that I can see the Lord Jesus as the lily of the valley and the morning star. That seals it to me and then I can say with Job of old, I know my Redeemer liveth. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me hold again from every sickness, anything, any bondage that is ever in? Nothing but the blood of Jesus and the power of His resurrection. What a marvelous thing. I love Him, don't you? Amen. Blessed be His holy name. Now, was Job disappointed? Did Job get left out because he believed this? Never. Never. Did Job get fooled on what he saw his revelation? Did the deep call into the deep deceive Job? Many might have thought it in his day. But oh, how did it come out at the end? Job, when he died... After being an old man, God blessed him in the life. I tell you, watch any persons you want to. Listen to this, you tabernacle folks. And you visitors with us. Whatever life you live, that's whatever life you reap. You just as you sow, you reap. I was 46 years old the other day. God has let me live long enough to see that you can't do wrong and get by. You've got to do the right thing because Christ has risen from the dead and His eyes is upon the church and He watches it and guides it. Don't never go against the feelings of the Holy Spirit when He tells you to do something. No matter what the world says, you do what He says. He'll always vindicate the truth and keep the truth straightened out. Now, when, he, when this great prophet of the Lord, Job, when he died and was buried, just a little uh, uh, exclamation now of what I want to bring the little service to the close now so we can hurry home, get back again for the great healing service. I just, I'm not a fanatic. You know I'm not. Or if I am, I don't know it. But I just feel something way down in me pushing and pressing I just believe that we're facing something great this morning for the glory of God. I tell you, I wouldn't, oh my, what a, to know this great thing that Christ lives today, where all the world around, everywhere, and every religion, everything there is, no matter what the whole group would turn it down, still to me He lives. He lives. Then we'll see if people got let down that believe that Job, when he died, he was buried in a, a field there and his grave was kept. And then when along came the prophets of old, Abraham, the sweethearts of the Bible, Abraham and Sarah. When Sarah died, Abraham purchased a piece of ground right near where Job was buried and buried Sarah. He said, I'm a joint heir with you over yonder. Oh, I like that. Joint heirs. That's the way today some of them say, well, Brother Branham, you mean that you leave the Baptist church, you do this, that, or the other? I'm a joint heir with these holy rollers. I, I want to be with them. Uh, 
Whereas Ruth said of old, were you, your people's my people, your God's my God, where you die, I'll die, where you're buried, I'll be buried. I want to die to self so greatly until I'm a new person in Christ Jesus. So they buried Job and Abraham buried Sarah right near his place. Something in them, that instinct. While you say now, is there such a thing, Brother Branham? Now you were going on about different religions. They read it out of a book too. That's right. They read it out of books. But this is not reading out of a book. This is the book being made manifest. This is the word, the seed begin to grow. That's how I know. If you're just reading a letter, you say, I hope so. I believe so. But when the seed is brought life, then you know so. Amen. 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 Oh, it's a no so. Job said, I know, I hoped it, I believed in it. I've made the sacrifices. I've done all these things. I hope so. But when the vision come and he saw it, he said, I know it. Something's happened. You can go to church. You can say all the apostles' creeds and you can do all these other things that's religious. You can be baptized in any form you want to be baptized. You can do any of these things you want to. But until your soul has been awakened with the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, you all the hopes has gone away then and a no soul has come down. I know. Job said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. Abraham said, I've had the same kind of a vision far up yonder on the mountain when Christ God met me and gave me the, His redemptive names of Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Raphi, and all those. Seeing the death, burial, and resurrection. Seeing it now offered it in my own son when I seen little Isaac, the mother of this dead mother here, her boy when I took him up on the hill, let him pack his own wood up the top of the mountain, Genesis 22. And there he, I laid him on the altar and was going to take his own life knowing that I had received him as one from the dead. I believed that he would raise him up again. And through this great hope that beats in my heart, I know he said that he could raise him up. See? It was a foresight of the resurrection. The same thing Job had. So he said, now I'm a joint heir with Job, so bury me in the same ground. Amen. That's right. So they tuck him over there, tuck Sarah over and buried her right near Job. Abraham said, now being that they, this ground might be sold to someone else or cause you gave it to me, I don't want you to give it to me. I want to pay for it. Amen. Although you give it to me, I want to pay for it. That's the way every man that's by grace you are saved, not by works. Nothing you can do. But if you ever get the blessed resurrection in your heart, you want to live the life of a Christian. The whole heart's desire in you is to do that which is right. Oh, I just love it. It's not that you're duty-bound to do this, not you're duty-bound, but there's something in you that makes you want to do it. You don't want to do it. You don't do it because it's a duty. You do it because of love. Amen. You say, I know how i got to get up and get the kiddies ready to go to church this morning. Oh, my. See, oh, my. You've never touched the resurrection. Amen. Brother, when the resurrection is coming to your heart, you long to do it. Amen. There's something that you just can't Amen. keep away from it. Amen. Something inside. Hallelujah. Job, when he's seen this and Abraham saw it, he buried Sarah near Job, purchased the field, bought it with his money so it would be assured, put witnesses before it that he was assured he bought this field for a burying place. And then Abraham himself, when he died, he was buried with them also in the same field. Abraham begot Isaac, and when Isaac died, he was buried with Abraham under the same vision, the same thought. The same deep calling to the deep. The same I know my Redeemer liveth. The same thing. The same evidence. And then when Isaac begot Jacob. And Jacob died way down in Egypt. Way away from this land. 
And he was a crippled man. He walked different what he used to walk. Because one night he come in contact with an angel of God. And the Lord touched his hip and made him walk different. He had an evidence that he had been a hold of God. And God had been a hold of him. And that's the way when he got that evidence, that old crippled hip that he walked on there, making him walk straight. One side a great poster, a great... Well, what he was really called, he was a deceiver. It was called deceiver, the very word. Jacob means deceiver. And when he was on this side of deceiver, a great, healthy, strong deceiver on the other side, a limping prince had been with God, touched different, had that blessed hope within him. He walked different. He acted different. He lived different. And when he was getting ready to die way down in Egypt, think of it now, with that inspiration, before the resurrection, give to him in a measure before the resurrection. He said, I know something's going to happen up down in Egypt, not in Egypt, but up in the promised land one of these days. So up on the very place that this inspiration, come here, my boy Joseph, which was a prophet. He said, come here and lay your hand on this wrestle, the place where I have been. And swear to me by the God of heaven that you'll not bury me down here. <laughs> swear that you won't bury me here. For he knew it was essential that he was gathered with them people. That's the reason today we want to sing as we put our hand upon the old rugged cross. I'll take the way with the Lord's despise you. Amen. Though it be criticized, though it be made fun of, though I may be a great popular guy here, like that one day, as was a little old boy running around town here, and it was kind of popular among the so forth, the young folks. But I seen something one day that come down in here, and I took the place of the limping side. On the other side, aren't you glad this morning you took your position over there? Or there was something in in you? A young lady, when I was just a boy preacher over here at a place I was preaching, she, I take her to church one night. She said, Billy, we'll, after the church, can we go to the show? I said, I don't go to shows. She said, well, I said, uh, could, we, uh, uh, could we have a, an appointment or date to go out to some dance that was going to have and the girl was a Sunday school teacher and I said uh, why no her brother was a minister he don't live very far from right here and he said can we go to a, a, a dance I said I don't dance and she said you don't say so where do you ever have any fun I said come down to the church I'll show you <laughs> amen I tell you, brother, when I feel that resurrecting, transforming power of the Lord Jesus Christ circling through a human body that gives that perfect assurance, there's more joy in that in five minutes than there is in all the worldly pleasure that could be given. That resurrected power. Well, that night sinners came to the altar. She was sitting back there crying too. I said, now look, sis. You see where my joy is? I said, I'm happier right now than all the things that you could Amen. give in the world, the world and all of its power would never take the place of this. See, souls come in, there's something in there say, oh, what is it? That's none of your business. Oh, yes, it is, dude. It's the business of every man and woman that's born of the Spirit of God to see Christians coming to the kingdom. Amen. It's your duty. It's your business. And what a joy it is when it's all happening over. You see what a peace. Yes. Jacob said, now put your hand over here and swear that you'll not bury me here. So they tucked him and buried him up there with the rest of them. And then then Joseph, he kind of come from Jacob to Joseph. And when Joseph died down there in Egypt, he said, now look, don't you bury me here. Because I know someday we're going to leave here. So uh, you just leave my bones on the outside of the ground. Oh my. I want to give every testimony I can that I believe in it. That's right. So after I'm dead, just leave my bones there for a testimony. See, what is it? He could said so much as Job. I know my Redeemer. For he's seen the whole thing dramatized. 
He had seen like Job. Job saw it in a vision. Abraham saw it by Isaac. And Isaac and Jacob and so forth. And Jacob had saw it by the ransom. Now Joseph saw it by his own life. He seen that he was born a peculiar boy. That he was a seer. There was something about him he could see visions. He couldn't understand it. He even went and seen, told his mother and father when they tried to correct him. When he seen the sheaves all bowing to his. He couldn't understand it. But then, next thing he found out that he was betrayed by his brethren. Amen. He said, what am I portraying here? What is this foreknowledge that I'm receiving? He watched his own life. And any man can watch your own life and about tell what you are if you need to check up on yourself. Amen. Whether you're really a Christian or not. Amen. Watch the things you do and what you say and your associates and so forth. You'll find out whether you really got anything there or not. He's seen his life as they begin to move. And the next thing you know, they found that he was thrown into a hole. Deceived by his brethren, supposing him being killed and thrown into a hole. And was taken up again. Joseph foresaw that. He saw himself in the prison. He saw himself in the dungeon. He saw God was with him. Whatever he did, no, he was a prince of prosperity. The world prospered. Everywhere Joseph was, there was prosperity. Amen. For he was a prince of prosperity. Amen. And him foreshadowing Christ, wherever Christ is, there's prosperity. Amen. And when Christ returns to the earth, all the curse of the earth will be taken away. So the old Amen. desert shall blossom as a rose and the rough places will be made smooth and she'll bring forth in the abundance. Amen. For he's the prince of prosperity Amen. wherever he is. Hallelujah. Amen. The prince of prosperity. How we could dwell on this for about an hour right now. But the hurry now, we got to hurry. Now look at Joseph seeing it. Then when he knowed everything that he did, He's seen his brothers that betrayed him finally come to him not knowing who he was and bowed before him reverently. And those who had crucified him as it was, showed him in the ground. Those who had sold him to the Egyptians. All those who mistreated him stood before him and him and the great prince. And they trembled. And they said, oh, uh, tremble of cause said, we have slain our brother. And all about that in how that it was to be in a foreshadow. Joseph, he knew that that would be the conditions of the world at the coming of the Lord Jesus. So he made mention of his bones. He said, don't bury me here. But I want to leave every testimony I can that I believe that someday there will be a resurrection up out of where those who's had that same inspiration has gone on. Amen. And so could the church say this morning, though fanatically as we are called, Though because we believe in the power of the resurrection. Though we believe in divine healing and all the supernatural signs that Christ promised. We have to take the side of the illiterate or the fanatic and so forth. No makes any difference what we have to take as long as we know our Redeemer lives and has brought forth the evidence in our heart that He lives and reigns. Joseph said, I want to make every testimony against the devil that I can. So he throwed his bones out there and they laid there for 400 years. Amen. Amen. Boy, it looked beyond that. People would say, what a fanatic. It looked like then a fanatic, but it proved out to be the truth. Amen. Amen. So will it be to everyone who has this blessed hope of this text this morning. I know my Redeemer liveth. I know it no matter what. They say, oh, we're prospering here. The whole Egypt is prospered while we're here. All these things, but that didn't make any difference. He knew they were going out of there as sure as the world. He said, now, take my bones up there and bury them up in Egypt. Up in the promised land, up in Canaan land, out of Egypt. So when they, Moses come in, another inspired prophet, and he taken the bones of Joseph and tuck them up and buried them in the same field, the same place. Or the rest of them is buried. He took his way with the rest of them. Why? There was something in him. Something in him. No matter, you don't hear the rest of the people down there saying anything about it. Well, anywhere is all right. They just fall anywhere they will. But there was something in him. Something that had the same vision that Job had. The same vision the rest of them had. No matter what the rest of the world thought, what they'd done, that had nothing to do with Joseph. That had nothing to do with Abraham, with Isaac, with Jacob. 
with all the rest of them something pressed to that promised land. Seemed fanatically, but they wanted it because there was something in them deep calling to the dean. That's the way it is today with every believer. There's something in them that presses to it. No matter you can try this, that, or that, but there's something presses. You know beyond a shadow of doubt that there's a city whose builder and maker is God. You know that there's something there. So you press to it. Now, on the day they buried him, the bones up there hundreds of years passed, and finally one day unto us a son was born, unto us a child was given. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father. And he come to the earth and he come by the way of a manger, poor and degraded, but something in him that knew. He stood there with one prophecy out of the Bible. He said, you destroy this body and in three days I'll raise it up again. He was the only man that could say that ever was able to make this statement or ever will be able to make it. Amen. I have power to lay my body down. I have power to take it up again. Amen. That's right. Emmanuel himself. And then when he died, and on the day of his death, they took him down off the cross and they put him in the grave and he laid there from Friday afternoon until Sunday morning. On that wonderful Easter morning, when he arose again and his soul was loosened from the prisons of hell down under, where he went as a sinner for you and I, bearing away our sins to give us a perfect assurance. No reason to doubt anymore. Give it a perfect assurance. He said, uh, because he did that, his soul was cast into hell because he was a castaway. He was a scapegoat of the Old Testament who they put the sins of the people up on the scapegoat and turned him out into a wilderness to die. Jesus was that scapegoat who had the sins of the people up on him and was cast away and went into hell to suffer the tortures. His body went into the grave to pay the price of our Amen. resurrection. Amen. Oh my. Then on that Easter morning when he come back up from the grave where pains of death and hell could not hold him. And when he rose again on Easter morning, not only did he rise, but so come Job, Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, all the rest of them come in the resurrection in Matthew 27 and appeared to many around in the street that of a seal of their testimony because they had something in them that said, I know my Redeemer liveth. And to every man, now they know, God know that in the days to come, that theologians would get a hold of this Bible. They know that smart men would get a hold of it. That they'd give up their own interpretation to it. That they'd say, oh, it don't mean this, it doesn't mean that. So to make it assured that His great plans in the ages to come will be fulfilled. Listen close now as we close the service. And in the ages to come that His plan will be fulfilled, God gave a definite witness to it. Amen. We can read it and say, I believe it. That's mental. That's intellectual faith. That's mental theology. But there's something beyond that. Amen. That's right. Not only did He raise up from the grave, but He ascended on high and sent back the Holy Spirit. Amen. He went on high and gave gifts unto man, led captive captive, and give gifts unto man. And today, after theologians is tampered with the Bible, after church organizations is set up and they say, well, this is what we need. Some people buried under the church. Some of the saints will dig up their bones and bring them here. Some of them said, we'll build a church up over the tomb where he, where he was crucified or where he was buried. We'll build a church there. People in material are trying to do materialistic things, but it's such an awk. There's nothing to it. It's all nonsense and nothing to it. But the real resurrection is those who've died with Him and been born again. It has that no soul faith. I know my Redeemer liveth. And God's working with those people with signs and wonders in the Great Commission here showing that He rose from the dead and showing visible signs and wonders. God bless you. Do you believe it? Do you believe it with all your heart? May we hurry home now. Eat your breakfasts and return back again at 9 o'clock. And we're going to start the boys out giving their prayer cards at 9 o'clock. And to my say this morning, 
And the last words upon this year till I return back. The very Lord Jesus that raised from the dead is alive today. And can do the very same thing as He promised. These signs shall accompany them that even till I return again. Though you be cast out, though you be called fanatically, yet He's here in all of His power. God bless you. I pray that God will give you an Easter today that you'll never forget as long as you live. Now, do you say, are you against them, the people going to churches and big crosses and so? No, sir, my brother. Those things, as good as they may be, it's just like getting, here's what I think about those big churches. Say, oh, sure, if the Lord would give us a great big place, I'd appreciate it. But here's my analysis of that. Did you ever think of going down here to the foundries and factories and building a great long passenger train, plushing the seats all pretty, polishing the great whistle on top, and putting the engineers in there without any steam to pull it with? See? You just, it wouldn't do a bit of good. I'd rather have a hand car somewhere with some steam in it than to have all of that with you. Because you're going to go somewhere. That's true. So now just simply remember that the real resurrection, the real thing to say, that thing can run by itself out there. How can it run? Prove it to me. That's what we've done. We've plushed the seats. We've polished the whistle. We have polished the scholars to teach with great theology and use great big words that are just great of things that they study in the dictionary all night for a sermon nearly to get to bring it up the next morning the great swelling words but brother to me that's nonsense Amen. give me Christ give me the resurrection Amen. give me the evidence in my heart that Christ raised from the dead Amen. that settles it to me Amen. Amen. give me something that I can say was Paul of old and that great dark chamber sitting there before me is a marvel I'm no baby no more and I know every time my Heartbeats, I'm going towards that great dark channel that I call death. Every time in one day it's going to take its last beat, and I've got to enter that chamber of death with every mortal. But I want to say with Paul, that great apostle, as he said, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection, that when he calls from among the dead, I'll come out with him at that time. That's what I want to know him this morning. That's what I'm thankful to God I do know him. In the power of His resurrection. That I know my Redeemer liveth. These blinded eyes that was once blind has been opened. This little old frail body of about 125 pounds. Staggering about here has been flesh has come upon it. This heart that was once black with sin has been made white. These desires that used to love the things of the world, they died 23 years ago. And it's rose again now. And these mortal eyes that I look through, I've been privileged by the grace of God to see the lame walk, the blind see. Oh, the great signs and wonders and the powers of God. I know my Redeemer liveth. I know it beyond a shadow of doubt. I know it. I know it. Amen. I know it. Amen. Redeemer liveth. Amen. Continuing all Amen. the time. Though my reins consume within me, though my tongue cleaves to my lips, though the skin worms eat up the body, though a tombstone is erected, yet I know my Redeemer liveth. Amen. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank Thee this morning for this resurrection. Oh God, once the sinner bound by the chains of sin, once imprisoned with circumstances, haughty, spooky, afraid of death, afraid to meet you, but one glorious day there come a resurrection from that Christ arose in the heart. And today we have this great assurance. Today He lives supremely. And we thank Thee for Him. And we pray, Father, now that You'll bless this little audience that we've gathered. May Thy Holy Spirit rest upon each one. Be Thou with us through the coming service, Lord. And may the Holy Ghost come into our midst this morning. And heal every sick person that's in the building. 
Grant it, Lord. May the people go away from here to remember this Easter forever. Grant it, Lord, and may the great powers, may the great angels that roll away the stone on Easter morning, may they stand present today to roll away every stone of doubt, every fear, every discord. Take it from the hearts of the people. Grant it, Lord, that the Holy Spirit might come down in great power and have access to everyone. Grant it through Jesus Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Let's stand. The first one to die for this Holy Ghost friend was John the Baptist. But he died like a man. Then came the Lord Jesus. They crucified him. He preached that the Spirit would save man from sin. Keep stripping with blood. Yes, it's stripping with blood. This It's a way of misunderstanding. That's right. The world don't know it. The world never knew it. The world will hate you. But be of a good cheer. I've overcome the world. They don't understand it. The preaching of the cross is foolishness to them to perish. But there's something down in the believer's heart that says, I know my Redeemer living. I know it beyond a doubt. Everybody feel good. Say amen. amen. Now shake hands with somebody standing near you. Say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's fine. 
us, Brian. Take your position this morning with Christ. He raised from the dead. Take the way with the Lord's despised view. All right, now shall we bow our heads just a moment. And now remember the service is just in a few minutes again. We'll start again now at, at uh, 9 o'clock. Prayer cards will be given out. 10 o'clock, Lord willing, the preliminaries will start. Preaching service will start around about, the, about, uh, about 10, I suppose. And you'll be here early at 9 o'clock to get your prayer cards. And the boys will be here giving out the prayer cards at 9 o'clock this morning. Amen. All right. Amen. Now hurry home. If you have to eat, go ahead. If you don't, come back without breakfast. My, we eat too much anyhow. So then come back fasting, rejoicing. Met your heart light. Just keep that in your mind. I know my Redeemer liveth. I know He does. The joy bells ringing in my heart because He raised. I will raise also. For I'm already temporarily, positionally raised with Him now, sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, let's bow our heads everywhere in the building. And I've asked Brother Beeler, one of the pastors here, Brother Tom Mirth, I've seen him back there too. We'll use him in the service a little later on. And now, Brother Beeler, if he'll step forward while everybody with their head bowed in prayer, we'll ask him to dismiss us in prayer. All right, Brother Beeler, if you will.